Well, that's exactly right. What we've done is we've taken the 360, we've added a DSP, and then we've... What happened to your eyes? That big eye. We all need eyes to see. Continues. Adam Curry still with you, as promised, along on our very musical bus, Glenn Danzig. Welcome, Glenn. Good to have you here this evening. Um, uh, you're a you're a veteran musician of uh, uh, Sam Hain, Misfits, and now with Danzig, you you got to go out. You know, you handpicked your your own group of musicians. Uh, could you tell us about you know why these choices, who you chose, and how it all came together? Um, well, originally when I, I did this deal with Rick. Rick Rubin. Uh, yeah, Rick Rubin. Mm -hmm. uh, the idea was that I wanted to put together a great band. And so that's what I did. Yeah. We had guitar auditions, and that took about six months. John Christ, the guy who won the auditions, he's an incredible guitar player, great stage presence. And um, Chuck Biscuits, always been one of my favorite drummers, mm -hmm. probably one of the best drummers around today. And uh, Erie Vaughn? Erie Vaughn is uh, the bass player from Sam Hain. Me and him are really good friends, and he's a great bass player. You kind of like a deal, you tagged them along there? Mm, not really tagged them along. Yeah. Just brought them on strong. Yeah. Um, does this now give you a lot more opportunity to, uh, to concentrate on writing and, and singing? Yeah. In this context? Yeah, I don't have to worry about doing all the other stuff, like in the studio or playing guitar or any of that stuff. I have a real band. How about the, the collaboration with Rick, with Rick Rubin? Rick's great. Yeah? Yeah, he's I a good producer. And when you get a producer, you want somebody who's going to be like uh, another voice. And he comes up with a lot of good ideas. Mm -hmm. You know, some are good, some aren't. The ones that are good, you use. The ones you're not, you don't use them. Hang with us for a little bit longer for uh, at least the next hour if you got the time. Got it. We'll be showing you a brand new video. In the meantime, Hey, everybody. Um, on this episode, I'm just going to talk to my buddy Martin. And uh, we're going to be talking. Oh, Martin, say hi. Hi. Yes. Okay. Howdy. 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 Uh, we're gonna we're just gonna talk about <laughs> the misfits because this is kind of how me and Martin became really good friends. And uh, I was I was just telling Martin that uh, I was had, I was doing one of my runs the other day, and uh, I went ahead and downloaded some misfits because I haven't listened to misfits in a while, and uh, I downloaded Earth AD, which is one of my jams. And um, I just made me think about how much. That's like all we did for like the longest time is listen to the Misfits and how much 
all these great things came out of it. You know, obviously besides a, a good friendship, but like uh, movies and uh, like spe- specifically horror movies, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, the style of playing, like learning how to play guitar, because I wasn't playing guitar really when I met you. You were playing guitar. You had already been in a band and all that stuff. And it kind yeah, of don't remind really... me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but um, I mean, I still like to. I remember. I love. Uh, reminiscing about that stuff but uh, i know one day we'll have to get together and we'll have to i always, something i've always wanted to do is have you have i'll come to your place you come to my place and i would love to uh record a commentary on our <laughs> show, <laughs> our live show which i still have the dvd of uh, oh our show time. our show was good you know, the the two shows we played here in houston uh back in the like 2005 those were those two were good yeah it was a good yeah it was a good yeah no my, my first band was awful that's the, the, what I don't. That, that's what I don't want to think about. <laughs> <laughs> Great name for a band, though. I still think so. No, it's a fantastic name for a band. I mean, like if we had a lot more attitude and talent back then, uh, <laughs> yeah. it it had been perfect. Right. But uh, you know, I, we had a little bit of attitude and a very little bit of talent. <laughs> I don't know. It's some good talent in there, but just maybe disorganized. I mean, we were, we, 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 I know when me and you, me and you and uh, Ricardo got together, we really tried to focus hard on getting stuff together. So, yeah, I mean, it still took us a long time, but yeah, yeah. it did. It took a long time. But I mean, um, we, were, we were together for probably, I mean, hell, actually, we started the band in high school and uh, we didn't play our first show until we were. Uh, I think in our early twenties. Oh no, no, no! We were still in high school. I think actually. Me and Ricardo. Played, yeah, me, you, and Ricardo. We played that first show at that place called Java Jazz. Java Jazz. And uh, we're in high school at that point. I think we were still in high school then. Yeah, but it it took us a while to even get to that. And then uh, after that, we didn't play another show for quite a long time. Yeah, and that's and that that's when I started to play the guitar. Um, yeah, and. And then uh, we did, I think we were like 20, maybe 19 or 20, maybe 19. Uh, we did um, Curtis 2000. Yeah, and... I, th- I think I think I was 20. I think, I'm pretty certain of our first show there. Well, I know we played there twice, I think. So I, I was either 19 or 20, but I think I feel like I was I was 20, though. Maybe. I, 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 I was working. We were both working. So I, I was working for my dad, and I'm sh- I wasn't sure. Sh- where were you working at? Were you, were you manager yet or no? I was, yeah. Okay. I, I was a manager at the movie theater at 19, but shortly after that, I turned 20. So I, I, that's why I think I was probably 20. At the very least, when we played that last show at Cardi's, I, I'm positive I was. We were both 20 because I'm only, you're two weeks older than me. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure we played a lot of shows at Cardi's, actually. I mean, uh, we, we had, I mean, because eventually Tron was in the band at some point. We and... never played a show with him. Never? Okay. I thought uh, we did. Uh, no, 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 uh, and Mike was in the band for a little while too, but yeah, we Mike never, we never, we never played a show with him either. We, we actually, we, it would have been great to have played shows with him because when it was me, you, and him, and Robert playing the drums, uh, we had some really kick-ass music then. Yeah, yeah, and Mike is a great, great bassist, man. Awesome. Bassist. Yeah, yeah, he, he really brought it, and that, that wasn't really even his thing, really. I think he just kind of, no, yeah. Yeah, just kind of picked it up. So, I mean, the craziest yeah. part about that is that Mike didn't even have a. He had to borrow like your bass or like Robert's bass to practice because he didn't even have a bass to like practice at home. So that was crazy how how gifted he was at playing bass. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I don't remember. Was 
I had I've had several bases, but I don't know if he was playing with mine or not at the time. I don't even know whose amp he was playing with, actually. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember either. It's so long. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> uh, but uh, that was yeah, it was crazy talented. I, I think even stuff we did with uh, with some stuff with Tron was really cool too. But we, too bad we just couldn't get it all together and get it on stage. But oh. well, you know, by the time by the time we were in, it was like a three piece, me, you, and, and Chris, and. Um, uh, you were you had a kid by then, so you know things. Yeah, things things changed quite a lot. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. Uh, but um, but anyways, uh, misfits. Uh, I, I want to hear sort of your sort of first uh, encounter with the misfits and sort of uh, you know where that love came from and sort of how you kind of you basically you know kind of absorbed me into it like the blob or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think it's that disgusting, but yeah. Um, well, as far as like coming to the Misfits, uh, first time, I um, I don't, I, I didn't really listen to the Misfits at all. I had known about them because Metallica had covered two of their songs. Oh right, their, yeah, Last Caress um, and yeah, Last Caress and um, oh no, three songs they did Last Caress. No, they didn't do Last Caress. They did Green Hell. Um, they did Last uh, Die My no. Darling. They did Die Die My Darling, Green Hell, and um, actually, it may just be those two now thinking about it. Really? Yeah, I don't think they did Last Caress. Really? Okay. Well, either way, um, they, they did Green Hell off of, on the Garage Days album. And that's probably the first time I'd ever heard a Misfits song, um, I think. I, I, I'm not 100% certain. But I can tell you the first album, Misfits album I bought was the Earth AD um, right. uh, double EP with uh, whatever the hell the other title of that album is. I can't remember. Was it two on there? Yeah, it's technically two. It's like a double EP, right? It's It's got two titles. It's Earth AD and something. Like, I want to say... Um, a Little Among Us or something? Die, Die, My Darling or some, some shit like that. Or... or um, Mommy, can I go out and kill tonight? I don't remember, but uh, okay. Mo- most people are just going to call it Earth AD. I, I had uh, yeah. I um I was obviously I was a massive Metallica fan when I was younger, and that's how you and I, you know, when I met when you and I met, I was really into Metallica. Um, yeah. And then I, uh, <laughs> it always kind of boils down to this, but I met a girl, and she was like, uh, "Oh yeah, I love punk music," and like I had a huge crush on her. So I'm like, "Oh, let me listen to getting some punk music, right?" <laughs> and the only punk band I knew of for certain uh, was, uh, well, two of them: Sex Pistols and and Metallica. Oh, and, and I guess the Ramones too. Ramones, yeah. And um, and I had probably heard the Ramones at that point, but I I wouldn't have been able to tell you what their song was. Um, right. You know, I was like 16, still just kind of getting my feet wet in music. And uh, so I knew she liked punk music. And um, so I I went and picked up Earth AD at uh, like Sound Revolution or something. Sounds right. And and, um, I started listening to that and I really liked it. And um, I was I was surprised I didn't know anything about it. So I just picked it up on a whim, really. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And to impress a girl. And then her and I, <laughs> her and I, uh, it's pretty stupid, really. Hey, well, that kind of always how it kind of turns out, but yeah. I, I yeah. So I, um, we, uh, we hung out one night or something and I had 
Misfits playing in my my car, and uh, she's like, "What is this?" And I was like, "Oh, it's the Misfits. You know, it's punk, you know." And she's like, "Oh, I only like British punk." What? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> right. I'm like, well, shit, man. <laughs> he, he didn't tell me that. <laughs> so a, she meant like Sex Pistols and, and that kind of stuff, you know. And then obviously since then, I've listened to the Sex Pistols and. Um, it's that they're not for me. I, I don't get in on on that style of uh, yeah, punk music. Either, yeah, I, I don't know. They just don't do it for me. The um, it seems I don't know, pretty shallow. I don't. I, I guess per, you had to grow up in that generation, I guess. But yeah, yeah, I kind of felt like it was a sort of a joke to begin with. That kind of took off, and that's what that's what we have. We have this. That, that I think they only had like one album, right? So, what's that? The Sex, oh, Bill, Sex Bills, Bills? They only had like one album. I is it God Save the Queen? Is that the name of the album? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I um and I ended up buying that album actually at some point because um now this is after like I had already started dating my 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 now wife, but I ended mm-hmm. up picking up uh, the uh, Sex Pistols album, and that's how I knew I didn't like them because I listened to that whole thing and I'm like I'm, none of it's <laughs> none of it's speaking to me. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so I, that's how I got into the Misfits. I mean, it's not like all that interesting. Nobody showed them to me. I just, uh, I knew them sort of because of one song. And, and then I picked up that album because I liked a girl and she didn't like the Misfits. <laughs> 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 that is interesting. I don't think I ever, I don't, you may have told me that story in the past, but I'm not exactly sure. But I mean, I know you told me about the whole Metallica cover and I didn't know that either, that because I didn't know who the fuck the Misfits were. So, uh, but um, you know, me and you met in high school because we met. Well, not, we didn't meet in high school. I mean, we're both going to the same high school, but we met at the theater, and um, and uh, you told me to check out Last Caress or something from the Misfits. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, you and I obviously we met at the movie theater, and just ha- so happened to go to the, the, the same school. Yeah. And then we hung out at work and then we ended up hanging out at school. And then, um, you know, obviously we talked about music a lot and yeah, at some point I was, you know, I'm sure I, I lent you that album cause that would be the only way probably would have heard it at the time really. Cause the internet wasn't what it is now where you can go just no. stream anything you want. Right. I think, but, I think we were having a talk about like, like some like heavy shit, like some, that's some dark shit. You're like, like that's <laughs> dark shit. Like listen to fucking last caress, man. That's, the, that's some dark shit. Like, really? Like, yeah. Like, let's do like, what? Like, fuck, it's, I'm like, this is pretty fucked up. Like I was so like new to my ears. I was like, wow. It's like, you know, the last quest is obviously a, talking about killing a baby or, or raping a woman. How much this doesn't care for me as long as it's dead. And I, uh, you know, as long as it's spread or whatever. And I was like, Whoa, this is fucking, this is fucked up, man. You know, but, yeah, it's, um, it's funny yeah. because like, to me, those kinds of lyrics, I, I, the lyrics themselves never really is not what really got me into most music really. Right. For mm-hmm. me, it's always, it's the music side of the thing. Right. Um, but I mean, I, obviously, it's all you put it all together, and the, the lyrics obviously is part of, of making the song what it is. But it's funny because I can see in hindsight where like you and I would have like fallen in love with a completely different angle of, of their music. Like, 
I mean, don't get me wrong. I I enjoy the uh, the 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 campiness of uh, their songs about movies and stuff like that. Right. But uh, I never. I don't think I ever thought like, oh man, this this song is so fucked up. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I I I don't know. I don't think it it registered with me either. I just thought it was something so new and raw. Uh, I was like, wow, this is like this is different. This is something I need. This is important. And. I don't know yeah. about that, but yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, for, for me, it was at the time because, like, you know, yeah, yeah. I had only listened to so the stuff I had listened to was pretty much, you know, really produced and um, the, the the lyrics and stuff kind of flowed together with the music. And then you, you know, you show me, you, you lend me the, I'm not sure if it's, what, what's the album uh, with the one with the TV Casualties or TV Casualties? Oh, oh Static Age. Static Age. And uh, yeah, I remember you know, that was the album, and I was like, "Man, this, this all of it's so raw. And like, this, like it's so different from anything I've ever heard before. It blew my mind." And that's, you know, we're still talking about this shit to this day. I mean, lots of people are obviously, but, um, but yeah, it just changed my whole world on music. You know, it's wild. You you brought it up. It was, it was and it's something that I still listen to today. I, you know, I. We still talk about Danzig to this day. You know, we uh, we keep ourselves, we keep we we keep we update each other on on Danzig things and misfits <laughs> things, and uh, um, uh, but um, it, it really changed sort of like you know even when me and uh, you and Ricardo got together, we started really playing together. You know, we we wanted to do like when we have some, you know, we have some horror movie songs, you know, some lyrics I I based off horror movies and stuff like that. It was. It was a big thing, you know. When Michael Graves comes along too, and we start hearing that stuff, it's like, wow, this is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I think it did have a big impact on on us writing music, definitely at the time. Um, I don't know that um, I, I would have ever gotten into playing the guitar or even the drums really uh, as much as I as I did if I hadn't really listened to them because. The music seemed like it was, uh, it captivated me, obviously, but it right. also seemed like it was uh, obtainable, like I could actually fucking play it. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it kind of gives gives you that, like, it's it's weird to say, but it, it is, it's, it's like inspirational in a way. Like, like yeah, I can do this. I can, and like, it, I like it too. So, like, I want to do this. And I love horror movies and I like, I like Elvis and I like Danzig's voice <laughs> and I, I like that sound. And I, I you know, then, you know, um, it's this great, like, you know, uh, sort of mixture between the, the Danzig era and the Graves era. And they're both they're They both have their own different sound, but the, they, they both inspire, uh, inspire you in both different types of ways. Because obviously uh, Frankenstein's doing some totally different. Doyle's doing something totally different in, in the later Grave days than he was doing back in the, in the early Misfits days of Danzig. Well, you know, in the in the Michael Graves era, Michael Graves actually wrote a lot of that music, which is one reason why it's so, so vastly huh. different. Than, Didn't realize and, that. Yeah. And that's why, um, like he can, he can still tour playing those. I mean, those two albums, I think he wrote, he's a writer on, I think every song. We also um, have cut, you have also, also have cuts from the, the crypt as well, which is an awesome right. album. So. Cuts from the crypt. Yeah. Um, and that's just like B side stuff. stuff. Yeah. Stuff that never really got a full master mix on it or whatever. Which but is yeah, a bummer, man. But, but Michael Graves himself has re-recorded um, a lot of those songs and released them, on, you know, independently on his on his own, you know, albums. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So he he 
he definitely has ownership, so that's the only reason why I, I know that he's a writer on a lot of that stuff. Oh, okay. Um, and then when I saw him here in Houston, um, just before the pandemic started, um, so like late 2019, really early 2020, um, he was here. He played at the Scout Bar, and he right, played yeah. both of the, his albums in full, both uh, Famous Monsters and um, uh, American Psycho. Psycho. Yeah, which was amazing. Because it oh, sounded, yeah. it was amazing to hear him do it live. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I would love to see, the, I mean, we, you and I have seen the Misfits twice, I think, together. Um, yes. But that was with uh, Jerry only. Singing. Robo and. Uh, Robo and. What are the Ramones? No, oh, no, no. Des Kadena from Black Flag. Okay. And then I think Robo was on the drums. I don't know. They, they've had, a, I mean, the drummer is like. Completely irrelevant to the band. Yeah, because... like, like, even like, even like, uh, what's his name? Uh, not Frank, but I forget his first name. But like uh, Lombardo, he was like the drummer for like fucking uh, Slayer and yeah, he toured awesome... with him for a while. He was a great yeah. drummer, but yeah, he, I, I always forget that he's part of. He was always he was part of that band at some point too. He's kind of like, um, kind of like uh, a Dave Grohl sometimes on the drumming. You know, he's on the uh, Songs of the Deaf for the Queens of Stone Age album. And he also did that. Uh, There's another Josh Home band that came out called something vultures or whatever, but he's a drummer on there as well. But yeah, I mean, or didn't the Dillinger escape plan guy play for Coheed once for one of their albums? Chris Penny. Yeah. He played on, yeah. yeah, He played on, uh, you're the black rainbow. You're the black rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. Now he was, he was supposed to play on no world for tomorrow. Um, he, he joined the band before that album came out, but his contract with, uh, Dillinger, not Dillinger, but their label, I guess. Okay prevented him from being able to record oh, what is such a sadness as steve lynch would say yeah, yeah. <laughs> such a sadness yeah and uh, foo fighter man on there so yeah and so they brought in the drummer from the foo fighters and i just i can't even imagine the di- now i saw chris penny live play those songs yeah uh twice and yeah. uh i mean he brings a lot more to the table obviously than agreed than the other guy um, but yeah, man, it would have been amazing to have heard what their album sounded like with his his actual drums, what was actually written for those songs, as opposed to what, you know, they compromised on to record. <laughs> yeah, compromised. I think that's, yeah, that's... But don't get me wrong, I mean, the dude, the dude from the Foo Fighters, I don't know his name, but the, the drummer, I mean, I, I'm sure he's a better drummer than me by miles. So I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, he's a terrible drummer or anything like that. It's just like his style is not... It's not Coheed and Cambria, and it's definitely yeah. not what Chris Penny would have done. Or and, Josh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Josh. Which, which, like in hindsight, I always thought that Chris Penny would have been the, the perfect drummer for the from uh, Coheed and Cambria. Um, oh sure. But, but really, no, he wasn't. It was Josh Epphart, Josh. right? Yeah, yeah, he was. Epphart, and, that, yeah. and thank God he's actually back in the band because. Me too. Um, yeah. You know, when they when they occasionally write songs that are like, oh, okay, I like are this. Are good. <laughs> yeah. Then. Yeah then uh you know he brings a lot to those and um, it does that definitely helps it does but um it's funny you know we saw co we saw uh misfits at the engine room which is i think defunct now i don't think it exists anymore but oh it's uh, yeah it's been closed for i think more than 10 years long time but we saw them on the like the like the misfits like 25th anniversary tour or something something like that right um the Something first like t- the first time we saw them it was uh for Halloween. It was a Halloween show. 
They did the brass. They uh, what's that? The, the awesome cover album with the kind of like a uh, you know you know what I mean like the, 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 it was all it was all like uh, instrumental stuff. There's no singing involved in it. It's all like brass band stuff like There's, that. There's a band called the Nutley Brass, and they Nutley did, Brass. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and they did a Misfits cover album. Yeah, that's um, I have that somewhere too. Me too, um, somewhere. And it, yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Like, like it's it. like it's like like old like like uh, lounge music almost. You know, yeah, it's scroll like, the zippers or something. You know, kind of like that. Yeah. yeah, it's not quite big band, I guess, but it, it's yeah, like yeah. it's kind of like big band. Yeah, it's a little bit more relaxed, I think, than big band. But um, sure. lounge music, I guess, is probably what it would be called, or almost like jazz or swing. <laughs> swing, yeah, I'm thinking more swing, but yeah, 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 but. Uh, yeah, that one's pretty cool. The Misfits did their own cover album too with Jerry Only, and that one was called uh, Project 1950. Project 1950. That's yeah. when they had um, uh, the Ram- one of the Ramones, I guess. Marky uh, Ramone. Marky Ramone, or yeah. one of them. I don't know. I believe it's Marky Ramone. And and they had him in the. He was now he was in the like full time in the band. Like they actually right. toured with him, not just for that Project 1950. They played actual Misfits songs. And um, he was the drummer for a while. In the early 2000s, Jerry Only, I think, was just an inseparable person to be around. He he might still be this way. Who knows? Because I think he's very controlling, which, I mean, I guess I kind of get it. He's got a product and he wants that product. He's like, it's like Disney. That's really what the Misfits is now. You know, they're like Disney in that uh, they're like, you expect them to click on the exact same beats to sell the merch to look a certain way, to um, have the performance, the lights, the skulls, the fucking eyeliner, right. the devil lock, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, lock, yes. I mean, if you think about it, you know what I mean? It's like, it's exactly the same thing as fucking Mickey Mouse. I mean, it, it's well, I just, agree. It's just the, a little bit... the Crimson Ghost is like an iconic logo. I mean, that's, that's forever all yeah. known as the Crimson Ghost. I mean, that's it. Exactly. And, and know, of course, it's... that's not theirs. You know, they, they no, it's not theirs at all. Yeah, yeah. Based off a movie, so... Yeah, uh, but, but um, there it's it is it is iconic. Yeah, I, yeah, I would definitely say it's iconic. I would even say the Devil Lock is iconic as well. That that sort of long, sort of like uh, it's it's almost a a greaser look, but it's sort of transformative in a way too because it comes down instead of up. Uh, but that's very that's very uh, yeah that's very iconic in my opinion too. Uh, but. Um, yeah, it's funny you're talking about like you know sort of where how Misfits have become sort of a <laughs> the, the Disney you know <laughs> thing. Um, I can't help but think about what two years ago Misfits fucking sold up uh, uh, Madison Square Garden with with Glenn Danzig being there and singing again. Yeah, they do those limited engagements where they 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 call it the re, like, the original Misfits, which is um, Glenn, yes, Glenn, Jerry, Jerry and, and Doyle. Doyle and and, and, and technically that's drums. not actually true because Doyle wasn't really their first guitar player and right. the, the drummers is whoever they can get so uh, <laughs> yeah. it's not really the original Misfits um, but it's close enough that you know people aren't really gonna fucking shake their sticks at it or anything like that but uh, yeah it's pretty uh, vague like if you even if you, even if you hit hit like Wikipedia it's just like you know it, this, Misfits were founded in 1979 by Glenn Danzig and Jerry Only it's like then like they don't and then you just say like there's a list. On Wikipedia, like like uh, other acts that uh, came in and helped helped them out. It's just like it's like nothing there really. Like who was the original drummer? 
you know, who knows? I have no, who's the original gu- guitarist? I don't fucking know. But there's a lot of name. There's a lot of names on there on that list. So who knows? Yeah, and there's so. like there's a they got the, the Misfits have an actually pretty interesting history because when they broke up in the early '80s, um, then the, then the stuff continued to get re released because uh, they had a lot recorded, but I mean it's all low quality stuff, right? And a lot of that caused tension between. Jerry and Glenn because like who was making money off of that Yeah, Glenn was like I own everything and I think Jerry was releasing it through whoever he had licensed the music through or whatever at the time right. I don't know I don't know all the ins and outs obviously do well, I, but uh, I mean they did that for like 15 years before they actually like agreed in court in the mid 90s about how they were gonna cut profits between the two of them right a- and um, that's when they relaunched the band and they the, the crazy thing about how they got Michael Graves in the band is that they put an ad in the paper and it had like actual tryouts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. Uh, like a Metallica trying out, you know, or you know, playing. Uh, they have like fucking, um, you know, Les Claypool come in and try to play bass. You know, for them is too wild, and they have finally have uh, <laughs> what's his name? Who was the the last guy before the new guy now? But had him come in and try, and that was the guy. Um, uh, Neil Newstead or something. Newstead, Jason Newstead. Newstead, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were they. He got the raw end of the deal. Yeah, well, yeah, they did. Yeah. But but speaking of anyways, the Misfits history though. But like in that, there's like this weird like gray area where, um, the Danzig went on to become really really popular. Yeah, he in, did. Yeah. In, in the late '80s with uh, his first solo album. And, but before that, he had uh, Sam Hain, right? Sam Hain, yeah. And they put out, like, two or three albums as Sam, Sam Hain. And that still didn't, like, capture anything quite to the, you know, what would happen with when he went as Danzig. Right. And uh, then he ended up touring with Metallica. I mean, it's a, it's just, like, crazy, like, I don't even know what you'd call it, man, kaleidoscope, I guess, of uh, events for both of these bands. Because the Misfits, like, when they were, were first started, were pretty small, and I guess they had some somewhat uh, decent success, right? They break up, and then their stuff becomes like an underground cult hit, and yeah. then that's that's how it spreads ultimately. And yeah. they got popular because uh, people started looking for them because Jason Newstead, not Jason Newstead, um, Cliff Burton, Cliff Burton, yeah, and, and Metallica themselves were all like massive Misfits fans. Right. And then so people see them wearing the shirts and like they record a song on, uh, um, from the Misfits and they're like, oh, let's let's get into this. Right. I'm pretty sure there's a live show that they did with Cliff Burton. He's wearing the Crimson Skull shirt. Oh, but, yeah. No, I'm, I'm yeah. positive. Yeah. And so like that, like feeds this kind of mythos of of early Misfits history. Right. And yeah. then in that time frame, Danzig, they're not the Misfits aren't even a band. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be so surreal, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, what? it's like it's, this? A, it's the craziest thing. So, and then you know, Danzig gets famous with with Mother, right? And that really skyrockets. And meantime, uh, Jerry Only and uh, Doyle they create that band, Christ the Conqueror. Oh my God, I did not know about this. I've showed you this. You probably just don't remember, but Christ oh, yeah, the I Con- probably, maybe not. Yeah, yeah, Christ the Conqueror. They, um, it's honestly, like K, right? K huh? K Y. It's like Kyrus the Conqueror. It's, yeah, it's K K R Y S T. Um, Christ the Conqueror, <laughs> like that. And um, it is it is uh, later Misfits music. 
Okay. So all right, all right. It's it's a, like in fact they did um, Kong at the Gates. Yeah. That yeah. Opened, did Kong, yeah, yeah. They did. That's how they first came up with that song was as Christ the Conqueror and Doctor Fives Rises Again. Yeah. They yeah. they reuse the music from that from that song for Doctor Fives. Okay. Um, and I don't remember the actual original name of the, the that song, but uh, interesting enough, they, they did a, they did Abominable Doctor Fives on that uh, Custom the Crypt. So yeah, yeah. So they they originally recorded it as Christ the Conqueror, and then they were going to retool that song as a Misfits song. Okay, and it's it's a kick-ass song for the. It's misfits. great. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a great solo on there, which you never hear Doyle do a solo. I remember you. T- I remember that. That, that that's a distinct part of my brain, my memory. Yeah. Uh, when you're like, dude, shoot this out. There's a solo on this Misfits song. I'm like <laughs> what? <laughs> like, okay, check it out. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. But it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they don't they don't do that. And so it's no. it, it's uh it's this interesting little element to it's too bad like that era of Misfits didn't get to continue because that that was in my opinion is, is a more interesting music. Now don't get me wrong, I love Danzig uh era of the Misfits, but uh when they brought in Michael Graves, you know, his 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 showmanship and uh intelligence uh, really shines in, in the music, but uh, I agree. And the, the fact that the man can they can hit like most of the songs they hit is like an hour, like a minute and thirty seconds, and the man is able to convey so much in those those short songs. Yeah, uh, with his vocals and his lyrics and the way that he can like. I don't think anybody else is going to be able to do it. I, I'll keep you wrong about this, but I, I, I'm not. I don't think I'm being biased here, but like the fact that. Michael Graves can watch some uh, '60s B movie or whatever, or or say The Haunting about, about the polter, about Poltergeist, and he can he can basically break down the movie in such a way into lyrics that it all works perfectly, and you can understand like, oh man, it sounds familiar. Like, what is this? But like, he he literally <laughs> broke down the the movie into a song, and it, and it all is super catchy and awesome and very misfits. He did it. Yeah, I mean, uh, not all of them, not all of his moments like that are hits. Uh, he's got a solo. Oh, album. no, they're not all hits. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's got a solo living, album. Like, one of his songs he's got a, about Godzilla, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that one, that one's not very good. <laughs> I mean, whenever he did that, that stuff, he did those three albums he did with the Misfits. I mean, technically, one is not really album, but the B side. I still consider it an album, but like, uh, yeah, but uh, but that stuff he did with them, it's it's all like condensed so well. He did such a great job. Uh, writing all of that and uh, performing all of it sounds great. The music sounds great with all of it. Now, I'm with you. Not all the stuff is a hit. I mean, I'd say like one out of like there's like there's, there's a ton of there's a ton of songs in those albums though. So it was like yeah, there's usually like, like 15 like songs 14, on there. 15, 14 or 15, yeah. something like that. Yeah, a lot of I songs. Mean, yeah, no, I mean you don't. It's hard to expect a full album of that many songs to be. Uh, I mean, every single one of them to be bangers. bangers. Yeah. yeah, bangers. Yeah. But uh, I'd say, I'd say they're pretty close, uh, especially on uh, Famous Monsters. Yeah, I, uh, I think that one. They're both good albums, but I, I yeah, both like good Famous, albums. Famous Monsters is a little bit stronger than to the. Um, well, I believe I believe uh, I believe American Psycho does have. Does American Psycho have? Uh, What's the awesome beast? It's a B side song on there. Uh, uh, Hunting Humans, I believe, is on there. It's a uh, B side, right? Uh, no, there's no. Not, okay, I thought it was a, a B side. I think, no, Hunting Humans is on Famous Monsters. But it's a, it's a B side, though, on Hunting Monsters. I mean, uh, uh, Famous Monsters, there, right? No, you're. Th- I think you're probably thinking uh, um, Hell House. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. It's a hidden it's, song. It's a, that's it, yeah. Hell House. It's a okay. hidden song. 
Yeah, you, if you listen to the last track on uh, on uh, on the CD, I don't know how fucking. You, I, I don't think you can have a hidden song on a digital album now, but um, no. But even it was weird, Martin. I was just um, I don't know if I talked to you about this before, but like uh, like remember how like twenty one twelve used to be a hidden twenty one thirteen used to be a hidden track. Uh huh. You you get that shit off of Apple, and it's not a hidden track anymore. It's like it's like literally the last track. You don't have to skip anything or fast forward through anything. It's just there. You can just, yeah. It flows right into the next song. It's like, hey, hidden track thing. It, that's not really a thing anymore. It's kind of over with now. But it's like, yeah, almost, but, almost like almost like a midnight showing at a theater. It's like no one's waiting in line anymore for a fucking movie, man. You get let's go buy tickets to presale online, and you're there. You're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, even I mean, I think the only way you can have a hidden song is if like the track is 45 minutes long, and <laughs> you, you've you've got you've got like. 40 minutes of dead air sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden a new song starts playing whoa yeah yeah. yeah yeah which i think is basically how it works with old cds but i mean you know yeah you can't really do that with a with a on itunes i don't think kids have a, i don't think kids have patience anymore for that shit today like i remember like tool is a tool album that has a hidden track and you gotta skip like it might be no, it's not tool. It's uh, corn. <laughs> Follow the leader album. He had a kit like you had to hit like track sixty nine, and then like track sixty nine had like a man, track, stop, you know? stop the presses, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Corn hidden that hidden song. Yeah, let me get out and go out of my way to find that. <laughs> that was embarrassing to say, but that, that's how it was though back then. Like you had to really skip forward. I think uh, Def, Deftones has a, a really great song on Run the Fur album. But you had to skip pretty far ahead to get to it, and it's an awesome song, but. Yeah. yeah, they're not like with the digital age. You don't get that anymore. It's just like boom, you can just get it right there. They don't, you don't have to wait to wait twenty five minutes for a fucking song to show up that's three minutes long. Yeah, yeah just... you know, it's funny. Like I don't, I haven't bought an album physically in uh, several years now, and I don't. I haven't. I just I use app. You know, I pay for Apple Music, so me too. I can yeah, pretty much just listen to whatever I want now. But. Um, you know, you go into like iTunes or I don't know how you do it with uh, an Android phone or some shit like that. But, you know, on iTunes, you can go in there and buy the album, obviously, right, um, right. if you don't want to pay for the monthly subscription. So you buy an album and then some of those albums come with a digital booklet. And I, I think I've done that in the past. But the only way you can actually see that is if you fucking like sync that shit up with your, your laptop or your computer or whatever. Right. And, and then download it that way to like your 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 computer or your laptop. I mean, who the fuck has, who's doing that? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, so it's I, cool. You know, I mean, I I, I, the I only way it. I find out lyrics now is, you know, Google a song and, or I guess on well, you use the IT music, you do that, that yeah. subtitle app thing on the, on the, yeah. So the, if, the, if, the, if it has them. Yeah. Yeah. If it has it. Yeah. 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 It is, and there's like, sometimes it has like a karaoke feature or it plays the <laughs> fucking, I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but it, it plays the lyrics in time with a song. Well, that's what I was thinking. That's, um, that's what I'm talking about, which is a pretty cool feature, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes it's just like just a standard text where like it doesn't scroll. You just have to read it. Well, yeah. But I mean, like you can listen to, you know, uh, 10 Speed of God, Blood and Burial and it plays like a karaoke song. Like, what? It's so fucking weird. <laughs> but like it, it works. So, you know, yeah. plays with the song. That's a good way to find out what the lyrics are. It's crazy, too, Touch. because like when you talking about lyrics, um, I don't even know if the Misfits have their lyrics on, on iTunes. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but but I would be I would be surprised if they do. To be totally honest, because um, you know usually they didn't include that stuff 
in the uh, in the song booklet or whatever, um, if they even had that in the album. I don't remember ever reading the Misfits lyrics, except for later on with um, Michael Graves in the song in the band, because Danzig is a lot more like uh, 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 private, I guess, with his uh, his, yeah. his his thoughts. <laughs> I remember asking you several times. Like I was, I we'd sing together in the car. Like you'd be like, "That's not what it, that's not what it says." Like like that's what it sounds like to me. Like no, this is this. I'm like, oh, I didn't know. Uh, well, and, like, and who knows? I was that's probably how I heard it too at at the time. I mean, because in hindsight, I know for a fact I was singing some of those lyrics wrong. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's plenty of like times I'm sure where like, no, I'm no, it doesn't say that. It says this, <laughs> and, I, and me, I was just being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm looking right here. Uh, uh, Earth ED, the song Earth ED does have uh, your classic karaoke lyrics with the song. Oh, does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Which I'm surprised. I'm actually really surprised by it. Yeah, that's, I wouldn't have expected that. That's what I mean, man. They've gone Disney. Man, Demon of Mia even has lyrics. Wow. Okay. Jesus Christ. Look upon me. I'm a beast. beast. <laughs> um, but, well, so, um, before we jump into, we sort of evolution, uh, sort of evolve into uh, Danzig stuff. When we got into Danzig stuff, uh, what were some of your favorite uh, Misfits songs, man? Um, well, off that first album for sure, I really, really liked. Um, gosh, hang on. I mean, oh gosh, are you getting an Amber Alert all of a sudden? No, I'm not yet. No. Oh, I just it just popped up on my phone. Well, if you got it, I'm going to get it pretty soon, too, then. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just trying to silence it here. It's, like, going crazy in my headphones. Great Misfits song, Amber Alert. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so here it is. Yeah, Earth A- it's Earth AD, Die, 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 My Darling. So that's the two That's the two names for that album. What song now? Sorry. It's the Earth AD, Die, Die, Die. I'm sorry, Earth AD, Die, Die, My Darling. Oh, yeah, that's, here it is. Yeah, it's, on, it's on iTunes, yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's, that is uh, the double name for it. But yeah, I mean, off that album, um, Devil Lock is a kick-ass song. Devil Lock's great. Green Hell's a kick-ass song. Yes. Demon Monomania is an awesome song. Really, really hard to fucking sing along to. Yeah. And uh, and then probably the best one on there is Mommy, Can I Go Out and Kill Tonight. Um, that that's one's a, a lot song. of fun. And then obviously Die Die My Darling is... That's probably really what like got me into the Misfits, where like, I really like this band, was that song. Okay. Um, but... Uh, but um, like things that I'm like, I appreciate more off of that album. Mommy, can I go out and kill tonight? Is probably, probably it. Love death comes ripping. It's a great song. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, we bite. Great. Later on, I think the second album I bought was uh, Static Age. I'm almost positive I had that. Those two albums when you and I first met. Yeah, yeah, remember that album? Yeah. And then off of that one. Um, the fly on there. I love the fly. Return of the fly. Yeah, last caress, and then my favorite Hyber moments. Yeah, hybrid moments is of, of the of the Glenn Danzig era. Hybrid moments is by far my favorite song out of all of them. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 pretty much with you. Besides, um, what is the song? Uh, Horror Hotel, probably, or 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 uh, where Eagles Dare. Yeah, that's a good one. There's also um, there's a really good song off Blender, of Blender Bridge. It's great. Legacy of Brutality. That's yeah, kind great. Of, not a full real album. Not like Blender Bridge. A, London Dungeon's a great song. I'm sorry. Yeah, London Dungeon. Yeah. London Dungeon. Uh, American Nightmare. 
Oh, yeah. great song. Yeah. Love yeah. That song. And that one's like, they, they really try to lean in on that uh, Elvis. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, aesthetic, yeah. you know, Danzig did anyway. So, and those are, it's crazy to think about how many fucking songs they recorded to a certain degree. And um, they never really have a full mix on it. You know, all of it sounds like it was like recorded with a potato. Yeah. <laughs> most of it anyways. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's like just poor quality. Uh, you can barely hear most of the instruments. The drums are always incredibly basic. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. And um, they're always the quietest in the mix, too. The drums are, you can almost never hear the drums. Besides Hyper Moments. <laughs> yeah, Hyper Moments has got a good mix. But the um, Legacy Brutality has got a good mix on it in general out, out of uh, most of their albums. And then the uh, collection, what's that one? The Misfits Collection Two. That one's got some pretty good songs on there. Some decent um, mixes as well. Oh, how could we forget about Halloween, Martin? Jesus. Oh yeah, Halloween. I mean, Halloween and Halloween Two are like some really polar opposites. Good. But they're really good songs. <laughs> honestly, like both, yeah, yeah, yeah. Halloween. Yeah, you're right. How could we forget about that? Yeah, I would say Halloween's probably uh, close, actually, in my in my terms of uh, favorites with uh, Hybrid Moments. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, those songs are just absolutely incredible songs. Just the lyrics to both of them are just fantastic. And yeah, I mean, and, and skulls and oh, I love skulls. Oh, yeah, skulls, I yeah. love skulls, man. <laughs> <laughs> I won't just go. Yeah, skulls is fantastic, obviously. And um, gosh, man, I mean, they're just some great songs with, with Danzig that it's funny because, like I said, I mean, Michael Gray's is the stuff I, I enjoy the most, but I mean, Danzig still, the, that whole, early stuff is still a lot of fun to listen to yeah i also uh, uh children in heat it's great yeah children in heat <laughs> <laughs> you can't control them and they're yeah. walking away away oh you gotta walk away yeah great yeah song. and 20 uh, what is it 20 eyes is that the name of the song oh, no 20 eyes <laughs> My head. yeah that's awesome I love it. <laughs> that's a good one yeah um I like I do like uh, we bite right we bite's a great song uh, mm -hmm. love brain eaters brain is great uh, that, I've never been a fan of that one mainly because it's just it's it's not much there's nothing going on with there's it, nothing you know? going on but I like yeah. it still though it's just you know brains for dinner brains for lunch I I get it but yeah brains for dinner brains, brains for lunch, lunch. <laughs> brains for breakfast brains for brunch yeah I mean you know I guess it's it's clever in it in a really like stupid it's way. It's a bar song dude. for <laughs> yeah, me at I least. Can, yeah. I, can, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Why can't salmon. we have some fucking guts? Yeah. Salmon, Samwise Gamgee and fucking Frodo on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on, on a bar singing. Oh man. That, that'd be pretty funny. Well, how about, um, well, I like attitude as well. I forget, but yes. Attitude yeah. Attitude is a good one. Get the fucking uh, attitude. Yeah. And, that, that song where, um, Oh God, Kennedy's shattered head hits concrete. Oh yeah, right, Johnny, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. I can't remember the name of that song. She? No, it's not she. Um, Hollywood Babylon, huh? No, Hollywood Babylon. He literally says Hollywood Babylon. Oh man, Hollywood Babylon. Yeah. Uh, boy, I love. I also love. I turn into a Martian, and I love a lot of this stuff. I love. I love. I love horror business and teenagers from Mars. Love. Yeah, horror business. Yeah, um, girls, horror, girls, horror hotel. Night out. 
Yeah. Yeah, horror talk. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's it's yeah. I mean, we could go on and on. Death like... comes. Death comes ripping. Death comes ripping. Yeah. There's a there's a great. Um, uh, I don't know who I don't know who does this, but it's on YouTube. You can look up. Uh, somebody took. Death comes a ripping and uh, another song, uh, Spinal Remains, and uh, they they basically cut Evil Dead Two to the song. Oh, really? To both, to both those songs. It's a, they're two different videos, but they're, they're they're like they're perfectly well, they're perfectly like edited together, like beat for beat for the song. It's awesome. Oh, that's uh, cool. Check it out if you guys want to. But yeah, just look up like uh, Evil Dead. Look up uh, Misfits Evil Dead, and it'll come up on YouTube. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's re- it's really it's fascinating, but uh, it's like two minutes or something like that. But uh, yeah. oh, last last caress. They do last caress for not last caress. Uh, hyper moments. They do hyper moments. Uh, Evil Dead Two cu- uh, cut. It's fucking great. Oh, that's cool. Uh, but um, so what about the Graves era, man? What's your what's your favorite songs from the Graves era? Man, they're hard. I mean, most of them are just so fucking good. From yeah, from him. I agree. Uh, I guess like probably Scream. Is oh, sure. is yeah. probably up there with my top like top top three, I guess. You know, with him, dig up her bones. Dig up the bones, yep. I really really like that one a lot. Um, the haunting that's a big one for me. So the, the haunting, the, uh, yeah, the haunting and the shining, great. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, the music with him is like it just changes so drastically. Obviously, it's it's less punk music and and more like just rock and roll really right, um, right. i mean it, it's it's still upbeat tempos and it's still um you know gritty kind of sounding and obviously the lyrics are still dark but uh yeah. there's a lot more production value there a lot there more composition and i mean there's just so much more thought put into it um which right. might have actually led to the downfall of the misfits actually in hindsight I mean, maybe maybe all of that, like uh, maybe all of that um, togetherness uh, is, <laughs> is is what uh, inspired Jerry only to make the misfits what they are. I mean, like all him, all, all him. Not, 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 no, not all him, though. I guess it is all him. But I mean, like something he could literally pass off to a new group of people to then continue the misfits as the right. original misfits, quote unquote, you know, like passing right. it down like the fucking phantom mantle. You know what I mean? He he could take the misfits <laughs> yeah. and plug and play anybody into it, and right, right, and and it would work. It would function just the same uh, now. Well, that it makes sense. Like. I mean, I mean, because because Danzig is coming from he he he's singing it like he he uh, like like you know he's singing the songs like he feels he should sing the songs with the beat with the rhythm how it makes him feel. Same thing. Uh, uh, with Graves, and then he, when we see Jerry, Jerry kind of has his own thing, but it's kind of similar to that too. Like he kind of just, well, sort of encapsulated that stuff too with 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 his singing, his rhythm, and all stuff too. Yeah, I mean, and and they put out I think two albums with with Jerry, or yes. three albums maybe. They well, they did the the Project 1950. Yeah. Jerry only sang on all of that, and then they did the um, Devil's Reign. I know he sang on all of that as well, and then then they put out a live album too that he sang on. So. I guess that yeah. technically doesn't count as a full album, but uh, so th- with three three actual official releases with his, and then they've done some singles with him as well, singing. Lots and, of singles, yeah. Yeah, uh, and then, um, you know, yeah, when he's singing, um, when he's singing the Michael Graves songs, he definitely kind of tends to lean towards that Michael Graves yes. style. 
but he he's his voice doesn't do it. No, no. And no. then and then when he's singing the traditional Misfits songs, which are the Danzig stuff, I guess you know. But I mean, it's all right. traditional now at this point, I guess. When you think about how old it all is, but agree. Um, I mean, gosh, the first Michael Graves album is almost thirty years old. Yes, but, <laughs> it is. But um, yeah, when you when we see classic Misfits, uh, he doesn't sound. He doesn't seem to kind of take on a a Danzig persona the same way he does when he's singing the Michael Graves songs. Cause he definitely has like, he definitely, the difference is that Danzig and, and Jerry only have similar kind of deep voices. Well, yeah. And, that's... and Michael Graves is much more nasally sounding, I guess. I mean, would not mean that derogatorily, but he's, he's definitely got a, a higher pitch to his voice. Yeah, and he seems to uh, he has a a larger range as well. It's completely different than than Glenn, than Glenn. So, oh, um, yeah. I think I think that sometimes maybe um, I, I don't really know, but uh, Jerry might just sort of yeah, Glenn's not such a great singer, so I can do him no problem, no no problem. I do him real fast, do him real quick, and that's it. And I'll get into I'll, I'll sort of focus more on on Graves, you know. Kind of how I yeah, that up, yeah. I mean, but we we know also we've seen. I, you know, Jerry only live twice. Yes. And uh, he's not bad. He's, he's not bad. No, he's, I mean, honestly, like as a, as a live performance, you know, he, he does a really good job. Also, it, I think it helps because when they play live, they, they are like fast. double speed. They play yeah, it's so fast, so fast. All their like, songs, t- like 30 songs in like an hour and a half or something. It's like, oh, it's like, some in, insanely vol. Yeah. Insane volume of songs in, in a short window. And I mean, yeah. they don't really stop either, you know? No. <laughs> so ridiculous. Like, it's like song, 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 yeah. take a breath, song, song, take a song, breath. Song. <laughs> yeah. you know? How you doing Houston? Great. It's like, holy shit, dude. Okay, we're in. We're in. But uh, yeah. it's just too fast. Too fast. Get, slow down the skulls. Slow down the skulls, man. We're here, skulls. We got movements, man. It's wild. That was the thing. I think that was a big thing for me and you. We uh, we saw them the first when they they first came to the injury room. I was, I was like, we, we saw them. And I was like, this is great, but like so fast. Like I think it's so fucking like. Are they ready to go? Like it's time to go. Like <laughs> what's going I on? Remember, yeah, I remember you yeah. and I at some point in the show. Me like, I have no idea what song this is. <laughs> I don't know what song because it is because like uh, it's like the 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 you know starting the song. It's, like by the time you realize what song it is, it's almost over. It's almost over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because they were just playing so fast. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Still a total blast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm glad we got to see them that way. Uh, Hopefully someday they'll come close enough, the the original quote-unquote original band. um, Oh, yeah. And that it make it worthwhile to go check them out because all their other shows had been like just, you know, you had to take a plane plane to get there. Yeah. On On top of like the $250 ticket to see them. I I'd pay it, and I if it were a four hour drive, I'd drive four hours. So yeah, no, yeah, for sure. If they were playing in in San Antonio or, or Dallas or Austin uh, or whatever, Austin, yeah, I might I might even consider uh, driving out a little bit further than that, going to like, um, yeah, God, I, don't, I don't know Lubbock. I guess that's only about nine hours away. I try I do Lubbock too, so I yeah, do it. I'll check it out. Uh, but yeah, but uh, yeah, I would love to see them all in their original. Uh, a quote-unquote original people yeah. uh, doing some stuff, you know. I just want to hear. I just want to get. 
I think for me, like I've seen some of the videos, and I think you've seen some of the videos too. But like, like seeing Danzig sing at that um, uh, at Madison Square Garden, I was like, he's still got it if he wants to do it. He still got it, you know. But he's done, he hasn't done it in a long time. But he can, I think he can still do it. I mean, I don't really sure if he can do like, you know, mommy can go like and kill tonight. I mean, not like that fast, but like I think there's things that he can do that are he can still really focus on and do. Uh, but, um, you well, the know, biggest, I mean, we saw him in 2005 when he came through to Houston for his, uh, blackest of the black, blackest tour of the black tour yes. after, um, circle of snakes came out. So he was, he was touring to promote that album and, right. um, and they played some misfit songs then because Doyle was with him. Well, he so, came out to play those songs, but he left. Was, well, yeah, but they, they did play, uh, they did play, uh, Last Caress, I think, and I think they might have even played Die Die My Darling. Possibly. I, I cannot remember. It's, it, it's it's a foggy memory. It's a long time ago, and his his childness, uh, his childlike behavior kind of sort of fogged over that, that memory of mine. All I can remember mostly is just him being a fucking child and walking off stage for so long. So Yeah. <laughs> That's what I can remember. So. Yeah, it's funny, too, because, like, he left the stage because he was upset because the crowd wasn't into him like he wanted them to be. Most of them left. So. A lot of people left after left. whichever band. Chimera. I remember Chimera played. Chimera, sure. And I don't remember what other bands. I just remember Chimera because that was like the same time that fucking uh, um, some video game that came out and like the villains in it were Chimera. So oh, that's really? why that, that's why that stuck with me. Okay, well, I just remember that we showed up. We showed up late to see. We didn't want to see all the other bands. We just wanted to see Danzig. So we tried to. I think we tried to show up like as late as possible to see yeah, Danzig. No. When we so. got there, the first band had like was just leaving the stage. Just leaving the stage. Yeah. Yeah, I think we might have caught one or two songs from them, and then they they left, and then and then there was one more band. I think there was four bands that night. I think we saw two before we saw. Did we Danzig? I think so. Oh, I I I, I remember uh, distinctively us getting there. Uh, us both wearing coats for some reason. I don't know why I remember this, but we're wearing coats. Um, and then uh, Chimera playing one so- song, and then them go- them going like, "Give it up! That's coming out is dancing." And it was like, "Yeah!" And then like, and then they leave, and then like, every almost everybody else left, and like we're just standing like, "Holy shit! What the fuck's going on?" And it's like, and they bring out a stupid like. They bring all the drums and the guitar stuff off there, and then like all the dudes are bringing out like like little like uh, uh, skull like yeah. column things or whatever, and like so dancing put his feet on them and shit. It was so. too funny when they brought out. It wasn't like already decorated for Danzig. They they did <laughs> they did bring out decorations before they Danzig did. came, and it really felt like that scene in uh, Spinal Tap when oh, sure. when those that that uh, they're unveiling that. Uh, Stonehenge? Stonehenge. Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it comes down, it's so underwhelming because it's so small. You yeah, know, and like the, told us, yeah. the, uh, the like the skull statues they brought out for dancing. I, I I don't know if you how many you remember, but I remember two. Number three. You remember three? I remember two, and they brought them out close to the front of the stage, and then they had a platform that they brought out with skulls on it. Right. Uh, for Danzig to stand on. 
and that just raised him up. I don't know, maybe another half a foot. <laughs> I think me and you both were talking about like like how much you would have bet like he stands on this one or like <laughs> stand on this one, <laughs> whatever. But he they, they, right like like they almost there weren't PAs. They were just like we, like large wedges of wood with skulls put on them. Yeah, he put his leg on them like his left or right leg while he's singing, and like he didn't really do that very much because he walked off stage for fucking forty five minutes or whatever. So, oh, you know, I don't really remember much of his theatrics other than him uh, wrapping the mic cord around his neck. How about uh, the guy? He hit the guy with the microphone, called him a yeah. fat maggot. <laughs> yeah, well, I, obviously, I'll never forget that. <laughs> I'll never forget that when I'm dead. <laughs> but like, I remember him like swinging the mic around, you know, and throwing it up in the air. And yeah. he, he he dropped it one time. He did drop it. it yeah. You remember when this guy's playing Circle of Snakes for so long? They played because he left. Because <laughs> he left. He's like, he, like, he left. So like they, they, they played the Circle of Snakes. Like <laughs> I think it just felt long because there was no singing. I guess so. <laughs> but it did it did seem like uh, like they kept it going for like an extra few measures because yeah. they're like, is is he gonna come back out? Is he gonna come back out? <laughs> and then they, then he did, and they finished the song. Oh man! And uh, I remember Amazing. him getting angry at the drummer for something, and he just stood there and stared at him. <laughs> he did get mad at the drummer. And stared at him. <laughs> he just stood there and stared at him. <laughs> I forgot about all that. Yeah, it was a crazy. I think I think me, me and you were the biggest dancing fans there that night. <laughs> Watching the sky. <laughs> man, I, I don't. I mean, I don't know about you, but like that's probably the one of the funnest shows I've been to because it was just well, I, so ridiculous you know and yeah i mean you and i were probably some of the only people there they're like fuck yeah let's watch dancing you know because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i think that like, like, like at some point i don't remember what it was but you got you, you we went to hastings you got that first album we're like all right this is this is pretty fun i like it and then we get then we get uh you got part two and part two was really fun and part three was pretty fun and epic in a way uh-huh. And then, and then, uh, then just luckily, well, well uh, listening to uh, part three, uh, no, not part three, because uh, I think Circle of Snakes already came out. We just kind of we went backwards and got part one, part two, part three, and then like sort of like while listening to part three, then he announced that fucking Circle of Snakes tour. We're like, oh, fucking gotta go the or Black is a Black tour, or whatever. So we went. So I think that we were like on the hype, the Danzig hype machine <laughs> because we went backwards. And they were we like, were, oh, we yeah, shit. we were definitely like, we're like smoking something. I mean, not literally, but you know, like we, <laughs> yeah, we were like, we were high on Danzig for a few years, I think. Yeah, we were. We were. <laughs> I mean, we wrote, uh, we wrote that one song. Um, God, what was it? I mean, we had a straight up Danzig song, man. Did we? Oh, I forget. Yeah, it was when Alex was in the band. Oh, that makes sense. That's a long time. It, I don't remember it then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, I mean, honestly, that song, I, I could remember it. It's like one of the few songs we didn't get a recording of, too. Oh, uh, bummer. You know, I mean, of course, now, like, I don't have any of it anymore, man. I don't have any. Of I do. <laughs> yeah, I know. You've got some of it for sure. I got a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's old laptop over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, but that's like, yeah, we had a good song, um, Danzig style with him and. We, I mean, we laughed about him though. Then at the time, though, like we made fun of him then. Yeah. As, you know, we, we like even though we liked him, I think we've always kind of thought of him as a joke. Yeah, yeah. I think we always kind of considered him like a, a really fun B movie. Yeah, so. like he's just—it's like he's a vaudevillian. You know, he doesn't see him sure. this way. Absolutely way. not. No. no, he did not. No, no, no. He doesn't see himself that way. But I mean, I think we've always definitely um, viewed him as as a bit of a 
uh, a sideshow <laughs> character. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But, but yeah, um, I guess the first album, yeah, I think that was, uh, I think I picked up, um, I don't know if, if you and I bought different albums or if I bought them all. I don't remember, but I know for sure that we listened to um, uh, those first three albums. And then um, the sixth album for sure, which was um, Lucifuge. Oh, Lucifuge. Sure. Something like yeah, Lucifuge whatever. Or something. Yeah. 777 seven, seven or something. Yeah, because the seventh album is uh, Circle of Snakes. Oh, that's correct. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm pretty certain it is. Well, I, I think you bought most of them. I just I just burned them from you. Uh, yeah. I put, them, uh, put them on my iPhone, my iPad. No, my uh, Apple Nano back in the day. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, uh, but yeah, but I remember specifically going to uh, whatever it was in the Woodlands Mall, FYI, maybe FYI, FYE, I'm sorry, yeah, and getting getting Circle of Snakes and like and showing it to you, and then you we we went over together. And you you bought it as well and. Yeah, no, I bought I bought Circle of Snakes at Best Buy. Oh, did you? Okay, right. yeah, I, I remember that vividly. In fact, I remember. I think we got off of work. I think we did FYE a lot together, though. So I, yeah, I, no, I I'm sure we did. I think we got off of work and we went over to. Um, I, actually, I think what happened. I think it's almost. I'm almost positive this is what happened. We were on our lunch break from the theater. We went over to Best Buy. Makes sense. And I bought Circle of Snakes. And then after work, we went out to your car and we listened to it in your El Camino. Oh, sure. Okay. I, I'm almost positive. And that then I'm, I think it might have been you and I and like maybe two other people. Um, I, I, I just have a vivid memory of being in the, the bed of your El Camino and we had Circle of Snakes <laughs> blaring. Right. And I was, I was riding in the bed of your El Camino. Somebody else was back there with me. It may have been uh, Chris Bennettson. And, and uh, maybe Alex or somebody was in the front seat with you. I don't, I don't remember, but I, I have a distinct memory of, uh, of us doing that at some point. That's fantastic. I, I, <laughs> I don't remember that, but I do remember us jamming a lot of stuff together. So, I mean, it might have happened at some point. So, All the time. Uh, yeah, man. We all, all, the time, all the time. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Um, yeah, so, you know, that's Danzig... He was, you know, sort of a big, a big part of our lives, and kind of like it has been sort of uh, always kind of in the blood every ever since ever since that time. And we've always talked about him. You know, we we sort of kick, uh, somehow always find our our way back to him every time, every once in a while. Like he did that was it uh, the Elvis cover a few years ago, which was pretty fucking terrible. Yeah, Danzig sings uh, Elvis. Um, he did. Uh, he did an album. He put an album out out probably. Uh, uh five or six years ago now at this red point dead, red dead summer or something uh that no that was um death red older. summer blood red sabbath sabbath okay yeah blood red sabbath so wait let's in the last uh seven years he's put out skeletons skeletons yes which is a, which is a cover album and right. um that's actually got some good songs on there though it's been a long uh, time to hurt so black laden crown Black Laden Crown, which I, I feel like the cover up. I always said that the like, cover's cool, but that's because I think it's Simon Bisley that did the artwork on that. I, for some reason, I thought it was Berman, man, but I, I'm wrong. So yeah, I don't. Well, I could be wrong too. I don't know. Mm. And and then but you're uh, right. It is it is it is uh it is uh Simon Bisley. Uh, basically yeah because he did the the fucking Hellblazer covers for DC for Vertigo. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he did some of them, I think. Yeah. 
I don't know. I could be wrong. It, it just looks like his style. I could be wrong about it. It looks then, just yeah. like his style. Yeah. And then um, Danzig sings Elvis. And that was in 2020. <laughs> yeah. Which, While we're waiting in line to see uh, last podcast of the left, we listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yeah. It was, it's not very good. And um, let me see here. On that album, the Danzig sings Elvis, it's like, I know Danzig would probably say that he chose the songs that were his favorite Elvis songs. Right. But there's only like one song on there that you would know. <laughs> <laughs> like all these, all these other songs are like, like, like B sides, like Danzig, like Elvis is like, like it's B-sides. buried, buried deep. It's not even a B side, man. It's a fucking Z side. D side. <laughs> <laughs> it's like songs you'd never fucking heard of. Lonely Blue Boy. I've never heard that song. <laughs> I just, I don't know. But I mean, we. I think. I mean, both... Can you can you imagine Elvis singing a song called "Pocket Full of Rainbows"? No, I, well, I mean, maybe, well, maybe like in a beach a beach movie. I don't know, maybe. Uh, yeah. But um, uh, but I think me and you talked about it before. Like like it just felt like like Danzig did all of it by himself, and he had he didn't ask for help or get any kind of help from anybody. And if he did ask for help, they said one thing, and he said no thanks, and did it himself. And everything sounds outdated the whole well, you time. Know, the, so the the funny thing, of course, you know, this is the Elvis album. I think it might intentionally be it might you know he's trying to sound make it sound as close to Elvis as possible, and sure. so you you have a lower fi you know fidelity um, quality of music, I guess. Um, and, you know, on the face of it, if you say he tried to do it by himself, you think, oh, that's pretty impressive, right? He recorded right. an entire album by himself. Right. But, I mean, it's not because he wanted, he had a personal goal and he was, like, trying to meet that goal. <laughs> you know you know what I mean? It's not that. It's <laughs> yeah, just that. I know, I know. He's, he's a control freak and, and yeah, he, he probably has a hard time with people disagreeing with him. God. So, so that's why, I mean, on that Black Laden Crown album, yeah. I know for a fact, and I don't remember what songs on that album, but he recorded drums on that album. Mm-hmm. And he, I think, I think he did, I remember he, talking about that. Yeah, he recorded drums and he recorded, uh, um, you know, guitar stuff too, obviously. And there's some of the worst double bass pedal <laughs> drumming I, I've heard ever. And I'm not, I'm not like an expert at double bass pedal drumming. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I would consider myself still a little bit better than a novice, I guess. You're better than Danzig Martin. <laughs> Give up. Come on. I don't, I don't know. Right. Well, I, I would, know. I would I'm hope say so. Right now. And there's no bias because you're my, my best friends and my brother, my, my the, the godfather of my son. You're a better drummer than Danzig. Give it a break. Uh, well, all right. It's rough. It's rough <laughs> you're listening to that. I just don't get it. Like I just that 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 level of this like of pride. I'll never understand it. Like to this, yeah, he's just, he's definitely a narcissist. I mean, I think that, it all I think it's all wrapped up, Martin. I think you can all say what, what you like. I think it's all said right here in in, in the that Lucifrage album where it's like his tits and the cross and i'm like that's danzig that's there he is that's him uh-huh. i will never change yeah oh that's danzig too yeah 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 no, it's danzig too but yeah yeah no he's definitely yeah i mean oh shit Mar, we, forgot, we forgot to talk about this um i don't know if itunes has this but um i don't know if, i don't think they have it uh what about the um you had these those fucking like Danzig like uh, electro synth albums. Yeah, was, um, he he did he did two of them. It's called Black Aria. 
Yeah, Black Aria. It's it. yeah, yeah, Black Aria 1 and 2 is what they're called, which is like, you know, he's trying to do his own, like, um, Aria, basically, a symphony. Uh, um, you know, he's like, he saw himself as, like, fucking Mozart or some shit. I think a synth, it's like a synthwave album or something. Like no, synthwave album. it's it's not synthwave. It's I mean, there's there's actual instruments in it. I'm sure, but uh, I mean, I mean, obviously a synth is an is an instrument too. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Like he's got, uh, uh, you know, probably has some stringed instruments in there and some other. I don't know. It's been forever since I listened to those. Uh, I can't say for certain, um, but they're they're slow and. Um, they're depressing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't know that I would suggest um, anybody go fucking home listen to them. If you guys want to listen to this, it's actually the Black Aria from 1992, uh, Neo Classical Ambience. Uh, it's on YouTube, all 23 minutes. Uh, Neo Classical yeah. Ambient. Yeah. So I guess the that title would be, is yeah. Yeah, that would be how I would summarize it. <laughs> I don't know that, uh, and, and honestly, ambient gives it too much of too much weight to it. Like ambient sounds like, you know, it's like it could be it could set a nice mood, you know, like maybe, oh, but, yeah. let me like uh, turn the lights down low and tar- start a fire. Ambient sounds like man, I'm gonna, <laughs> and I'm gonna casually fucking sneak into my woman's room. I'm thinking about uh, what's, what's it called the ASR ASR or whatever, like you know, where you hear the same fucking word over and over and over again from a radio tower. Uh, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. sound like it for me, but yeah. No, uh, it, it's really it's more like a fucking fever dream, you know. It's like, sure. oh my god, please make it stop because it's it's just. So... <laughs> <laughs> you got you got uh, overture of the rebel angels, conspiracy uh, dirge, battle for heaven, retreat and descent, dirge of defeat, and angels weep, shifter the morigu and son aun. That's spelled C W N and A N W N N. So I'm doing my best to say that word there. So yeah, I don't know. I think you might have just summoned a demon. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, he's in the next room. He's called my son. Uh, yes. Uh, I, I don't. Oh, here's a part two. Apparently, is on Spotify. So how about oh, that? is it really? Yeah, yeah. I, that came out uh, in the mid two thousands. So yeah, two thousand six. Two thousand six. Yeah, it had been a while. I know that there was like a huge gap between the first one and the second one. You know, and they got a great album cover too, by the way. Yeah, both of them I think have pretty good artwork. But that's because, like, you know, for a while there, even into the I think into the mid two thousands, Danzig his, I think he had a lot of pull behind him for quite a long time. I mean, that, those first three albums are like huge albums. So I think yeah, and, he, he, and he's got yeah. fucking uh, uh, H.R. Giger artwork. You know what I mean? Like Giger on part did three, art, yeah, yeah. Giger did did artwork for him. So I mean, like that's what I'm saying. He 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 had like actual clout for quite a while, you know. But um, I think his watched, person his personality is like you know a downfall for him. Everyone thinks. Did you ever watch that? Uh, I think I'm not sure if you ever watch if you ever watched it together. But did you ever watch that? Uh, it's on YouTube, I believe. But like um, the first Danzig uh, Danzig uh, signing, the album signing. No. It's, it's like a. It's like a. It's like the original vil, uh, video at some record store, wherever they start letting people. Uh, they got people waiting outside and shit, and they start. They talk to Danzig and talk to the guitarist and the drummer and the bassist and all that all that stuff. And they had like Chuck Biscuits and, was there. Huh? Said Chuck Biscuits was there. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe That's not. the original drummer. 
Chuck Biscuits, yeah, I forgot. We used to make fun of his, his hitting of the um of the floor tom all the time. Right symbol, his right symbol. Yeah, his right symbol. Yeah, he said this big, yeah. he hit that big slurpee in one of the videos. Remember that? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Chuck Biscuits. Got, Chuck Biscuits. So uh Dan, so uh, for a couple of songs out here on the uh, Black Aria 2, Succubus Feeds. This is wrong. This is fucked up, Martin. This is not right. Huh. There's some only ones on here is Succubus Feeds and it goes into horror business and she and all that stuff. But I don't know if this is actually on Spotify. It might be a fucking lie. That album cover though, it's from that second uh, album. With the, with the uh naked skull like uh big boob nun. That's definitely from that cover. But yeah. Six, six, know, six got, Satan's you... child <laughs> Satan's <laughs> child songs or <laughs> that's from that album. Yeah. yeah. Uh Kitten with Whip. Oh yeah. He Oh yeah. He's all about that. You know, but like his aesthetic, like if you think about it, is actually like it's kind of interesting for their mid to I mean, like like early nineties. You know, he went like real hardcore with that S and M stuff, which S and M stuff, yeah. Um, porn actresses all in his album covers and shit. Yeah, yeah, and like in one of his videos off of his uh, fourth or fifth album, like he went like real industrial. Um, yeah, <clears throat> and uh, in one of his videos, he some dude na- nails his nails dick to a dick his balls yeah. to the fucking piece of wood. <laughs> I mean, and you actually see it happen. Yeah, I have. I actually have that VHS tape. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't. I, I sent it to you. I sent. You, I showed you the cover of it uh, a couple of months ago. Oh, I don't I remember it, that. I found it at Half Price Books. It was like it's a it's like a collection of his videos. Oh yeah, well, that's a, definitely a relic. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how we. I don't know how we watched that. Do you remember how we watched that? Um, I think. <laughs> okay, so I, what I th- I'm pretty positive is um, at some point because I couldn't find the albums four and five on uh, CD. Uh, I had been looking for them forever, and I couldn't find them. And then I ended up finding the fifth album, and that's the one. And I, I'm pretty positive that it was a CD DVD. So oh, wow, you could watch. There was like some videos loaded on it as well as <laughs> it being a CD. So I'm 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 pretty positive that's how we watch those videos. Okay, and so there was remember... like there was like three or four, like two cuts of that video, and then there might have been an interview or two or something like that. Is uh, Dirty Black Summer on there as well? I feel, I feel like I saw that back then in the day with you too. So. No, Dirty Black Summer. That's that's off of the part album. two. Like, yeah, I think so. That's like yeah. he was still more bluesy and and uh, like rock and or, as opposed to his uh, right industrial stuff. Yeah. I mean, like you have to kind of kind of give him some credit because like he's got ideas and not to say that they're good or bad necessarily, but like. Um, you know, he's got like, oh, I want to do something different. And so he goes and does that thing. Um, oh, I, I agree. I totally agree. So that's yeah. that. And, you know, if you think about it on its face, it's kind of interesting that he does it. Uh, because yeah. not everybody is like adventurous enough or brave enough to even try that. Right. right. So I, I, I have a lot of respect for the man. I just, I, as a musician, I have a lot of respect for the guy. Uh, the person, he, I got heard he's a total asshole. I've seen interviews, he's a complete asshole. But I mean, I think as a musician, I, I respect him. For what he's done, so. Well, I, I mean, also, yeah, I, I've seen the interviews with him where he's an asshole, but I've seen interviews with him too where he's a completely like normal guy. Now you can tell he's a little bit full of himself, right? But he right. seems like he's personable for the most part and, sure. and and easy to go along with. But I think you also have to approach him on his terms. Like he's not, you know what I mean? Like you can't just come up to him and be yourself. <laughs> 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 I, I think you've got to have to adopt. Some some fucking mystic 
element that only Danzig can see on some kind of ethereal yeah. plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but I mean, uh, the whole point of this this whole uh, sort of podcast episode is though that, that sort of talk about how much this thing really uh, it's kind of tethered. Like we 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 are, you know, it's one of it's one of the really great things about us being good friends that we still talk about this and this is still relevant and we still hear about Danzig and we still love talking about it and. We'll listen to it, and um, and I think the Misfits still really inspire both the Danzig era uh, and the Graves era, and Danzig himself, I think, still inspires in some way. I mean, even with I think a lot with his older albums, obviously, but even like the the Black Aria stuff. I think even though for me, I think it's for me, it's all like it's not great, but I mean, it's different. So you know, but um, dude, yeah, he did it, man. He did it. He, he he's got a lot of fucking albums, and they're not all bad. So. Hey. Yeah, it's like it's similar to when we when I came out and we talked about uh, Coheed and Cambria. You know, right? We we came to that when we were in our late teens, and similar to that, you know, we came to Danzig and the Misfits in our late teens. And I, I, you know, I'm sure you same with you. You know, you go back and revisit some of those old albums and songs that you you enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And you do that, and you listen to those albums again, or you know, here or there, every now and then, and you're like, oh yeah, I still. Still, uh, maybe not all of them, and maybe I don't listen to them as loud as I used to. Um, yeah. And maybe I don't sing at the top of my lungs like I used to either, you know. <laughs> but, um, but you know, you still listen to them. And then on the flip side of that, you have kids that are 18 years old today, and they're they're, they're 16 or whatever. You know, I was 16 when I found the Misfits. Um, you know, they 16 yeah. and and they they're picking up Earth AD or. Uh, famous monsters for the first time, and they walk among us or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and then and then they're gonna go. With, and the crazy thing is, is that it's gonna be even even easier for them now to to get into all that because they can YouTube it, they can stream it on just about any platform. Yeah, they can yeah. And yeah. Um, you know, it's gonna be a lot easier to to, to find the music that you want to listen to <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> if they didn't have it in the record store, they just didn't have it. You know. Oh they, man to drive around and try and find it. And then maybe you wouldn't find it. So um, right. things have changed a lot. So yeah, I mean, Danzig's still influencing somebody. I'm sure. I agree. I agree. And I, I mean, I, I uh, the, one of the biggest things for me is that, um, you know, uh, I, uh, you, with this, uh, we become really good. We become brothers, we become great friends. And, um, listening to these songs, this reminds me of all the stuff we used to do back in the day. And as it obviously reminds me of them old, we're both older now, but, um, but I remember all those awesome, all the awesome times we listened to the Misfits and playing Misfits and trying to cover the Misfits and our love that brought us like, you know, me, you and Ricardo, all the love that, that sort of came from that with the Misfits and horror movies and stuff like that. And Danzig himself, uh, his, 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 side, his, his, uh, single project, that stuff was a big thing for us back then. And it's still a big thing now. And, um, you know, I love to talk about it because um, I don't think some I don't think most people would would know that about us. But um, that's a it's a big sort of core strength of uh, our friendship is the Misfits, Danzig, war movies, stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I I don't really look at it things like um, as like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, touch points, keystones, monuments to uh, moments in your life necessarily. 
but obviously music is how you and I became friends and um, that uh, Misfits or whatever it was fucking, I mean, you introduced me to uh, Lamb of God. I'm pretty certain that I introduced you or at least got you really got you into Slayer. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, like those things uh, definitely impacted the things we did for years afterwards. I agree. But, uh, you know, I think what's made us friends, obviously, is just having common interests is one thing. But, you know, we, we have conversations and we laugh. And that's that's what I think. I, I laughed on to the most. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool. Like whenever we, we hit like uh, when you need buy you find Astro Zombies at Suncoast. Like, oh, shit, I find Astro Zombies. Like, oh, fuck. It's awesome. It's what's Astro Zombies, you know, like because, you know, Misfits had a song called Astro Zombies about the movie Astro Zombies. Yeah. yeah go we watch do it. a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't know cool. how many times we've watched a movie just because uh, because of a song or, or yeah. like, Misfits covered it or. You know, it was referenced somewhere else, and we're like, "Oh, we got to see that now because of this reference." And yeah, yeah, I mean, God, like when we, made, when we were texting about it the other day, you know, that that when we saw Danzig, we've only seen him live once, one and, time, <laughs> and and we still talk about it. We do, and and I passed and, it on to several people that I've known too, and they're like, "Wow, Danzig is a dickhead." I'm like, "I don't know," but. I mean, it was a it was a wild show, man. <laughs> so. I, I can't tell you honestly, man. I cannot tell you how many times I've told that story to people. So many I, times. So many times. I've been out like at uh, I've been in my shop, or I've been at a con somewhere, or I've just bumped into somebody and they're wearing the fucking Danzig skull, you know. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I'm like, oh, you know where that 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 skull's from, right? And they're like, no, what? It's like, yeah, Danzig took it from the cover of uh, Crystal the Crystal Warrior number eight. Crystal, yeah. And they're like, what? I'm like, oh, here, let me show you real fast. And they're like, blown away yeah. that, you know, it's this comic book image. And and then I proceed to tell them about the most insane show I've ever been to. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I, I I think it's a lot of great memories, a lot of good love, and, and, and a lot of great times put together. And, yeah, I just want to tell you thank you again. Uh, I don't think I ever told you thank you before, but uh, – Thanks oh, for showing me the misfits. It was cool. It, like that, that that was a big thing for us. And I, I that it didn't only just like sort of uh, affect me, but at the time uh, when Ricardo was in a different place, it definitely affected him. And he really got into music hard. And this this definitely this sort of style. Uh, but um, yeah, it's been a big thing, and it, it still is a big thing to, for me today. And I every time I see the Crimson School, I'm like, man. Remember all those times, and I still love them. The, I still love the fucking Misfits to this day. So, yep. But hey, Martin, thanks for being here, everybody. Sure, thanks for having me. And thanks for introducing me to the Misfits. <laughs> <laughs> we we'll have sure. to come back here. We we'll have to come back here and talk about uh, 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 Lamb of God and uh, who's the other band you're saying uh, you, you introduced me to? Slayer. So yeah, we got to do some slay. I remember that you showed me the uh, uh, what's it? Um, what's that one? Uh, Diabolical Musica. That's it. Diabolical Musica. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah, yeah which well, it's like one of my favorite albums of theirs. I know people don't like that one, but I really like that one. That's a, that's like almost the uh, Slayer becomes rap metal in a way, but I still Kinda, like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think and I think me and you were there when I bought the Ashes of the Wake. We just jammed Ashes of the Wake like for the whole fucking day. Like, whoa, this is fucking shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, we lost our minds. And we dropped some people off too, but it's a different. It's a story from a different time. We'll talk about it some more time. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, you guys have a good night. Thanks for listening to me and Martin talk.
talk about the misfits and all that bullshit. So uh, uh, thanks for listening, and talk to you guys later next time. Bye.